Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. My pleasure to uh, welcome uh, to the show first up this week, uh, Rob Nicol, uh, New Zealand Players Association CEO. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Smithy. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I was just thinking squash is a bit of an endurance sport, but you're an endurance man as well. What do you got going at the moment in terms of your endurance activities? Yeah, well, I mean, we live in the country. We're fortunate like that. So um, jumping over the fence and doing a bit of tramping in the afternoons during lockdown, uh, staying within my bubble, but uh, quite fortunate in that respect. And then, yeah, I'm not sure. We might look at the coast to coast again next year with my son, actually. Should be something pretty cool to do, wouldn't it? If we can, we can pull well, that one hell, off. That, and then probably another That would be thing. a hell of a, hell, hell of a cool thing yeah. to do, Rob, to do it with uh, your son. I know you've done it in the past. Um, so that would be special. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, of course... While you're thinking about that, you've got plenty on your plate. Uh, and, of course, uh, the All Blacks uh, decided not to go to Perth uh, on Saturday, um, at this stage anyway. And, uh, of course, you'd have been part of that decision. You'll have consulted with the players, etc., with New Zealand rugby. Uh, in your mind, totally the right decision? Yeah, it was. And it, it, wasn't, it was almost a decision actually taken out of the hands. You know, we started the week... Uh, with New South Wales, we're going to host Argentina and South Africa and quarantine them for two weeks, and they could train and come out and be ready to go for rugby championship. And Western Australia, we're going to host rugby championship, and the All Blacks are going to fly out, as you said, Smithy, on Saturday, um, play that test this weekend, and then join up with South Africa and Australia, but uh, South Africa and Argentina. But a couple of things happened. Firstly, New South Wales said no. Uh, we're no longer prepared to quarantine Argentina and South Africa, then Western Australia said we're not prepared to host rugby championship. And so by Wednesday, we actually couldn't confirm that we were even able to hold rugby championship in Australia. And one of the challenges that presents us from a New Zealand perspective is if we'd flown across to play this game, uh, we may well have been able to do that, Um, although there were some complications around vaccine and timings, but we might have been able to do that, but we may then have been stuck there for several weeks, unable to return to New Zealand, um, Argentina and South Africa unable to get into the country, unable to play rugby championship, and then um, unable to return to New Zealand because we've got no EMIQ spots until November the 23rd. So that wasn't something you know, we all thought was sensible. Um, and so what, what, what we said, and Argentina and South Africa did the same thing, is look, by Friday lunchtime, if we can't confirm that Queensland can host rugby championship and quarantine and let them train Argentina and South Africa, then we're going to have to push everything out a week, um, which is pretty much what happened. And everyone everyone knew that. Um, I know New Zealand Rugby shared that release with Australia. They, to be fair, they didn't want the release to go out because they hadn't kept their stakeholders informed throughout. But 
the challenge we had, Smithy, is we had 65 people about to jump on a plane and they needed to be told and their families needed to be told. And as soon as they're told, everyone finds out. So New Zealand Rugby, I think, made the call to, to put the release out. Probably the explanation and communication of exactly the circumstances wasn't clear enough for everyone, is, is my pick on, on how things have rolled out. And the war of words is really disappointing for everyone. The players hate seeing that kind of stuff. But the reality is that it kind of was just the decision that was taken out of everyone's hand. I mean, South Africa and Argentina cancelled their charter flight. They, they, they're still in South Africa now. Rob, so there's got to be a meeting very shortly. In fact, uh, I, I, I kind of uh, heard through the grapevine, it might even be today, uh, to try and lock in a rugby sh- championship schedule. How easy is that going to be? And what, what do you think now are the possible options? Yeah, well, we're so lucky in that respect. Um, like we really feel for the Aussie boys <laughs> and the Aussie team. They're sitting in Perth wanting to play football. They've been away from the families for a long time as well. But, you know, we are lucky. Um, so the, the probably, I think at this stage, number one option would be Queensland. So Queensland today really have to confirm whether they can host rugby championship and um, quarantine South Africa and Argentina and allow them to train during that period. Um, into Australia. And if that happens, then the All Blacks will be on a plane on Friday. They'll play the test in Perth on probably the 3rd of September. And then Australia and New Zealand will fly to uh, Queensland, meet up with Argentina and South Africa and play the tournament there. So that's probably the number one option, I think, from most people's perspective. Um, But we have to find out today for a couple of reasons. One is um, they need the charter plane to fly from Australia to South Africa to pick up the teams and bring them back. And they need to be back by Friday to allow those two teams to quarantine for two weeks and be ready to play rugby championship uh, because we can't delay it any further because the regulation nine release window closes and all the players are going to go back to their clubs on the 3rd of October. So that's why we need confirmation one way or the other from Queensland today whether they're able to do this. Um, and that confirmation isn't there at this stage. But it's not just staging the tournament. It's really important. You know, those, those two teams need to be able to be picked up in Africa and brought back in quarantine and train, most importantly, at the same time. So, so that's the question mark. But if that doesn't work out, then there's two options. One is UK and Europe, and that's actually, from what I understand, is, is incredibly feasible and probably the number two. And then the fallback option, uh, and it's number two because it gets crowds and because they're, let's say, they've, they've had a lot of rugby, a lot of tournaments, a lot of sports events up there. There's a lot of ground availability, and there's actually a reasonable amount of interest. And then the third option would be South Africa, who have just obviously hosted the, the Lions. So, you know, um, we're not complaining, mate. You, you, you gave your introduction around a guy like Paul Cole. Just imagine what his last 18 months have been like. So we're not going to complain. Mm. Well, the, the players are ready. They'll wind their sleeves up and get into it. They'll be away from home for 14, 14 weeks, more than likely, 14, 15 weeks. But they've known about that for a few weeks now and planned for it. So at this stage, Rob, uh, you know, you, the, the game in America is still on, it's the one in Washington, so that's, that's still a pathway towards the UK regardless? Yeah, from what I understand, you, you know, if you, if you leave New Zealand, go over, uh, play Perth, and then go to Queensland, play rugby championship, we'd probably then have a couple of weeks in Queensland, and then the option would be to fly to the States and play that game, and then on to the UK for the end of your tour. Um, so that, that sort of maps out pretty good. There's still some travel stuff between the United States and the UK. Uh, I, I'm not sure it's straightforward flying that direction, um, but hopefully that can be worked out. And then the, the fallback options for the if rugby championship ends up being in the UK or South Africa, 
obviously the the team and management and New Zealand rugby will look and say, well, how feasible is it to fly from the UK back to America for that game and then back to the UK? Um, but that, you know, I know it sounds a bit perverse, but that's probably um, a good dilemma to have because it means we've got a rugby championship up and running. Worst case scenario is we can't get rugby championship up and running, in which case logic would suggest New Zealand should stay here. The guys would play NPC and then go and play Australia in that third Bledisloe Cup test at some stage in October before going up to America and then on to the UK at the end of the year. But let's hope we get rugby championship up and off the ground. It does look, I reckon it's pretty likely that we will either in Queensland or or the UK Europe. Uh, Rob, for the hard-nosed, and there are still plenty of uh, the old wizen guys out there, um, you know, I used to be one of them myself uh, till I woke up. But uh, there, um, you know, your your business is the players. Your business is the players' welfare, etc. Um, y- your board is made up of a number of players. How closely do you contact your players when you're going through this kind of process? Yeah, no, it's it's a, a good question. It, it, it's not a, and I mean, you've been in the space, but it's not it's not a sort of thing that suddenly springs on people like we're in constant dialogue. So if I think about this particular issue, um, the sun, you know, we've always known it was coming up. And the Sunday after the first bit of the cup test, um, spoke with team management. And on that Sunday night, uh, they got all the team in the room with management as well and said, listen, this is the scenario we potentially face. And, um, and it was about putting it all on the table and being honest. And Ian Foster was, was very, very good at that. Uh, not overcomplicating it, but finding out what all the questions are. And we've got some, as you mentioned, a number of our board members, um, Sam Whitelock, Sam Kane, Aaron Smith, um, Dane Coles, Paddy Tupelodo, uh, who are in that team. And, you know, so they're on the ground in the room. Um, we've got a big list of questions for ourselves and the NZAU to focus on, uh, which is really useful. And then obviously, you know, chatting to the players, not not over the top because they're busy trying to prepare for the second blues, though. But just connecting in, in directly, particularly with Sam Whitelock and Sam Kane. Um, and Sammy Kane's obviously got an injury, injury at the moment, so he's been able to, not just on this issue, but he's actually been helping us out on quite a few things at the moment um, while he's not playing. So stay in touch with them, clear things by Tuesday night so they can get on and focus on the game and then work closely with New Zealand rugby. Um, we then met with um, team management, I think, Wednesday afternoon before that second Bledisloe, um, just their, their mini group and sort of brainstormed and answered the questions and thought about our options. And then on the Sunday after the test, the second Bledisloe, so, um, Mark Robinson and I attended a meeting with the players and, and all the partners and family that were there and the management, and we talked it all through. So, so it's pretty close. It's um, pretty engaged, but, but like, you know, prefer to do it with management and with New Zealand rugby and, and players all together. We're all, all part of it. And, um, and then because everyone's up to speed and aware of the issues, it's actually quite short and efficient, the conversations around the options, because everyone knows what we're talking about. Uh, we're with Rob Nicholl, folks, uh, the boss of the New Zealand Rugby Players Association. Busy time for them now, decision-making time, of course. Uh, that might come later today, it might not. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. A relationship with the Aussies, Dave Rennie came out, said uh, a couple of things, the Wallaby players uh, apparently on, on, as a group weren't that happy, but the relationship pretty good there. Oh, I mean, you know, we don't, from a player's perspective, you don't like to see the way things are panning out. And, I, you know, the, the war of words that sort of erupts. And, and you know, I, I think 
yeah, personally, I sort of know exactly the way everything panned out, and I, and I think the Australians were on the wrong side of the ledger this time in terms of the way they came out and reacted. Um, I noticed there's a bit of backtracking going on now, and that their issue was more around how it's communicated to the public. But they saw a copy of the release, they knew, and they understood that. Um, well, it was explained to them that you know once you've let 65 people on and their families know, you've kind of got to let the country know that you're not hosting Argentina or the Springboks and this is what's happening. So could they have done all done that better? I think so. Um, but I still don't think that justified what we saw. It's just not good for the game. And from a player's perspective, we don't like to see it. You know, I know some of our guys, in particular Sam, was, was in touch with the Australians. We feel for them. I mean, a lot of them have been on the road for a long time. Um, they were looking forward to this test match in Perth. It's a sellout. It's a really big deal over there. They're sitting there waiting for us, and they suddenly get told the All Blacks aren't getting on a plane, and they get the Australian Rugby Australia's narrative. You can understand why they were, they were frustrated and probably angry at the time. Hopefully, on reflection, they'll see it for what it is, Smithy, and and um, and put their energies into that game itself, which which could be an absolute cracker mm. now, which will be good. Um, but yeah, yeah might look, give them. Um, might. Might yeah. give them a bit of extra yeah. motivation, Rob, uh, in that respect. Yeah, I reckon. Look, it's, a, it's, uh, it's, it's okay. It's pressure. Pressure, you know, these situations, it, it, it breeds pressure and different people react in different ways. And I think the key is to be able to widen your parallels and just say, hey, that is what it is. But we've actually, you know, we, we've got an obligation to move on and, and make a decision and, and keep things rolling. And I think that's the focus of most people. Yeah. Just, just finally, uh, Rob, away from this particular issue, there, there was uh, the discussion over uh, Silver Lake, the Forsyth Bar type scenario. So where are, where are you uh, with that at the moment and when could uh, a decision on that kind of thing be um, evident? Yeah, look, we're, we're, um, we've got a working group that's working with New Zealand Rugby. We've, um, we've met a few, fair few times now and zeroing in on the need um, or New Zealand Rugby's need um, and talking that through talking through the concept of global private equity, uh, what that could mean to the game in New Zealand, um, the risks, the potential rewards, etc., and then looking at other options as well. And, you know, the dialogue's been good. It's been good to be able to have, you know, have that conversation around the table and, and put some real energy and, and effort into it. And we've had a lot of people helping us as well, really reputable, um, strong people who we have a huge amount of respect for, um, not just for you know, Kiwis expat Smithy uh, reaching out who have got experience in private equity and you know, reside in the likes of Silicon Valley and stuff. So, yeah, we've come a long way. It's been good dialogue, and, and that dialogue continues. And um, I'm not quite sure when the when if there is a decision to be made, that'll be New Zealand Rugby's decision. I'm not quite sure when they're going to get to that point. But from our perspective, you know, we, we certainly feel we're we're getting right up to speed and getting to the point where we can certainly sort of articulate what we're happy to support or not. And uh, that'll probably happen in the next four or five weeks, I'd imagine. Yeah. Okay, Rob Nicol, uh, I know you've got a very busy day uh, ahead of you with uh, some decisions being made and uh, addressing them with your players, etc. So uh, thanks very much for your time. I uh, really value it. Uh, good luck with all the decisions coming forward. Uh, and in particular, um, the, the uh, endurance uh, coast to coast with your son. <laughs> very exciting. I've got three oh, sons, but I'm, I'm a dollar one and shortling not to do it. So there you go. No, I can assure you, your sporting pedigree and, and that of your sons as well, actually, is uh, far exceeds any attempts I can make on endurance. I do endurance for a reason, Smithy. I just have to keep moving. I have no other talent. Good on you, boy. I can just keep moving. Yeah. Good on you, Rob. Thank, <laughs> thanks for your time, man. Thanks. Cheers. Been great. Cheers. Thank you. Rob Nickel there, folks.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.